What is good, everybody? Good morning, and welcome back to this Friday edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Caleb, and uh, we had to... I, I can't even believe I forgot to, to get the tune in these past couple ones, bro. We had, we had to get the theme song rolling in again, and... Uh, I don't think we're going to lose. Like, I don't think we can lose when the theme song's rolling in the back, guys. So I, I appreciate y'all being here. I hope uh, hope your week's been good. And even if it hasn't, keep grind. Sometimes you just got to grind. All the times, bro. Like, if you're having a bad week, grind. If you're having a good week, grind. If you're having a mid-week, grind. But uh, congrats to you all for making it to the weekend. I hope you got some fun stuff lined up. I'm going to be here grinding, watching some basketball trying to win some bets um and having a good ass time while doing it uh yesterday was again we for those of you that don't know took it off um and it was a fun it was a fun little slate bucks grinded out a win in philly i'm still not super concerned about about the sixers i I feel like a lot of it just falls on on joel kind of trying to play his way back into i don't even know if it's shape but like he's missing a lot of shots he normally makes um and that's, I mean, this this is basketball, right? Like, it's, it's very hard to do what he did last year. Um, and you just can't really take it for granted. And, and you're seeing it, right? Like, it's it's hard. He's, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. I think the defense, honestly, was a, it was a big improvement from uh, night one. And Harden just looks unreal. And so it's just a matter of time uh, before they get it going. Hopefully, we don't run into any Harden. Uh, and be, you know, cam issues, um, you know, with, with egos getting in the way. Because if they're both at their peak, um, this team is is going to be very, very dangerous. So I, I'm not sounding the alarms on them. It's a really good Bucks team over there. Like, without Chris Middleton, uh, with Chris Middleton, it's a really good team over there. Not, I wouldn't be tripping. As long as you have James Harden and Joel Embiid, and, and it's not like they don't have depth either. That, that was my big takeaway. Good win for the Sixers definitely or sorry bucks definitely not time to hit the panic button yet uh for the sixers um the other game was so fun because the clippers were clearly the better team you saw it throughout the course of the night uh and then second half lakers make a push there was energy in the building lonnie skywalker was uh going off the lakers just need some shooting the lakers really just need some shooting like they you see it anytime russ is on the floor in crunch time and it's really throughout the game but like it gets uh magnified in crunch time lebron is one of those guys where he's always going to make the right play and he knows once he's attracted enough attention and help he's done his job and boom the ball's flying on a rope to uh whoever's open and when russ is on the floor it's him right you saw zoo was on russ and he can just kind of sit in the paint because if russ takes a jumper really even a mid-range jumper it's a win for the defense it's a win for the defense. So, uh, you know, he, you're norm, you see him getting crucified. And, like, it's justified in a way, um, right? He's making a ton of money. He's pretty stubborn. Uh, but I thought he played really uh, outside of the shooting, which obviously is a big part of basketball. But you can't really control that. Uh, outside of the shooting, I thought he played well, right? Like, he played really hard. And that, that especially on defense, that's not always necessarily the case with Russ. So, like, I don't come away from that game as a Lakers fan, like, all that mad at Russ um I know it's frustrating to see those shots not go down um and him keep shooting them but like 
at least he's playing hard and giving you stuff in, in other areas. Uh, Kawhi looks back and ready to go, and that and that Clippers team is so deep. John Wall looks, uh, it's like jumper John Wall now. Like, like teams are backing off him because that's how you've always played him. Um, and he's kind of cashing in on these jumpers. We'll see if it stands. But th- this Clippers team is definitely dangerous. But but honestly, shout out to the Lakers. They played really hard. Uh, which again, uh, you shouldn't be getting pats on the back for playing hard. But they they easily could have folded in a game like that. I, I could have seen them getting blown out, uh, but they kept it close. I think ultimately the Clippers covered, but it was a tight line at five and a half. We would have cashed it, but like that would have been so so tight. So um, yeah, we we've got an absolutely loaded slate today. I've got four plays locked in. It's a prop day for me, Friday, uh, and I've talked about it. I, I haven't really been on props, but like. I see a couple of assist values today that, that we are we already hit um, that we're going to talk our way through. And I see a spread and, and some leans, some leans, but uh, we'll get through it. I appreciate you guys spending, you know, you're taking some time out of your morning just to listen to me talk about some basketball. That's dope. I love you guys. Without further ado, let's get into the get into the show. All right, first game of the day is, on my book at least, it's the Bulls and the Wizards. Um, I believe the Bulls were a plus one underdog last night. It's up to two and a half. I think that sucks the value away. I was I was considering the Wizards at uh, the short, short number of minus one. Basically, they win, you're going to cash your bet, unless obviously it's one. Um, and in which case, you still get your money back. So you're not losing any money if the Wizards win. And I think they probably win this game. Um we rewind it to last year. The Wizards came off really, really hot with under Wes on, on so they, they were good for like their first 20 ish or so games. Um, and obviously, you, you know, you need to sustain that throughout the course of the season. That's really the consistency and the, the length of how good you are uh, determines how actually good you are. Um, but I feel like this team is getting slept on a little bit. Like, obviously, this team is not going to go do anything in the playoffs. Um, they might not even make the playoffs. Um, but this is like a decent enough team, like maybe like I'd venture to say slightly above average. And, uh, you know, the big key is, is basically everyone is healthy. Bradley Beal, while I don't think he's a number one, he's a very good basketball player. Uh, Kristaps Porzingis looks healthy, spry, strong, and he looks to be having a lot of fun in, in Washington. Uh, Kuz coming out, backing up his good year from last year. Uh, and then they add a lot. They have a lot of bench bench players and, and depth. Denny Avia, Rui Hachimura. Uh, <clears throat> they bring in Monty Morris. They bring in Will Barton, who, again, not ceiling raisers, but that they're they're helpful role players in games like this. Um, Daniel Gafford. Uh, meanwhile, the Bulls, I, I feel like, again, I think the big key early on is a lot of times, you know, you, you, once you're 30 games in, you, you have – you know, 30 games of sample. And uh, right now we have one game of sample with the Bulls. They beat Miami in Miami, which is without a doubt an impressive win. Uh, but we don't know if that is them. And I think a lot of people now when they're betting, they're just going to say, okay, they beat Miami. That is them. Um, and I don't think it's as simple as that, right? They're still without Zach Levine. Uh, it's going to be a lot, a lot of pressure and, and, you know, usage on DeMar DeRozan. I think this is going to be a close game. I think this will not be decided early on, right? Like, it will definitely should be decided in the fourth. Um, 
But but this is a Bulls team, remember, that you know had a win total at 41.5, which is barely 500. And they're without their second or first best player, whatever you consider Zach Levine. So, and obviously Lonzo Ball's out. Ayo Donsumu, Donsumu is a, a, you know, showing himself to be a really good, solid point guard. Uh, but it doesn't replace the scoring that, that, you know, Zach Levine brings. And it, again, puts a ton of pressure on Vooch and DeMar DeRozan. I, I just think in the home opener for the Wizards uh, at a short number, I, I would look to play them. Right At two and a half, I'll stay away. Uh, but at one, maybe even one and a half, I, I think this is a, a good look for the Wizards. Uh, you know, kind of selling high off that win uh, in Miami. Because l- let's say the Bulls lost that game by 10, which obviously they didn't, but, the, you know, they could have. This line probably probably opens up a little bit heavier than it is. So uh, for me, I'm staying away. But I do like AOI. I have locked to play. Um, and, and a lot of the props have actually moved to this point. But this one is holding steady. So you can still still readily available. I would grab, and I did grab, Eodosumu over four and a half assists. I At plus 110, I would have it at uh, five and a half. I would have it at five and a half. He only had only, quote, only uh, eight potential assists uh, last game. But again, DeMar DeRozan was feeling it, and, and they ha- they went to him consistently throughout the game, and he carried them in the second half. So, um, well, uh, again, he's by far going to have the most usage today. I think AO is in a good enough spot to go grab, you know, five to six, maybe even more since you're getting that plus money. Uh, played 36 minutes last game. Without Lonzo, I don't see him – like, at minimum, he's playing 32 minutes. He's young, right? He can play. The, the minutes are not a concern. So, he's super high minutes floor. Uh, the point guard there, decent enough matchup. It just – plus money. Like, there, there's just nothing that, you know, scares me away here. He He's a pass-first guy, too. And he's growing as a scorer, but he's a pass-first guy. Uh, I remember I had him last year uh, a couple times when he came in. And then that was with Levine there. So, um, you know, no Zach Levine still. So the ball's in his hands a lot more. I love this play. I hit it over four and a half plus 110. I think it's still hovering around there. Um, And I think this is a very solid bet. I I think he's going to average more than eight potential assists, right? Like I think last game was less than what it usually is. And and, um, I think as a result, you're not seeing the number jump. So. Yeah, that, that's how I'm playing this game. I would lean Wizards. Uh, I think they win, you know, a close one tonight, but uh, it's not going to be enough for me to play. I, I feel like this year there's a lot more difference, uh, in a lot of teams that are different from last year. Like at the start of last year, I felt like that, you know, obviously there's always going to be differences in teams, but I felt like a lot of the same cores were intact. And this year, I, I just feel like a lot more teams have things mixed up. And so I want to see how that group comes together. Um, first before playing a lot of these teams. Wizards included. Wizards included, right? Like KP came, played like eight games at the end of the season. It's a lot different now. Um, next game, Spurs and Pacers. Uh, dude, but another bummer because I liked Spurs plus three and a half last night. It's now down to one, one and a half. So all the values sucked out. Um, but I, I don't think, you know, it, I think it's, it's very easy because the Spurs come into this year and it's clear, right? They, they get rid of DeJounte for however many first. Obviously got rid of DeRozan the year before. Um, and, or it actually was just free agency. but um, And then they get blown out by however 20 plus 
opening night at home to the Hornets, who are not really a team that instills all that much confidence uh, in people. You know, I'm down on the Hornets. But, again, one game sample size. That is not just who they are. And I think if you ask me at the start of the season, who's better, the Pacers or Spurs, I, I would say I like the Spurs a little bit more. Um, and, obviously, it's, you know, you know, one game in and that doesn't look good but we can't just change our whole perception and opinion on a team off of one game it's it's just not enough of a meaningful sample um that being said it wasn't enough to keep me off but if you guys know me at all as a better i love targeting teams after they get smacked um i feel like it's just human nature and it's it's worked out pretty well but teams that get smacked you know, professionals that get smacked, they're coming out and they're going to give a better performance the next game. Like, that's just, it's human nature. When you get smacked, uh, not everyone, some people give in, but like, these are professional basketball players um, with a all-time head coach. You're going to get a better performance. Uh, And I know the Pacers hung in there with the Wizards and we just talked about the Wizards being, you know, not bad, but it's not like the Wizards are an amazing team and they controlled that game the whole the whole time that you never really felt like the wizards were gonna lose pacers went on some runs here and there but again that was always the wizards game uh at three and a half i i really did like the spurs at now at this point all right value's gone toss him up we'll see who wins but like again i i think you're getting a spurs team that's slightly better after uh getting smacked up i like the spurs today but not playing it no props in this one Next game, Pelicans Hornets. Uh, I'm seeing six and a half, seven at some spots. I locked the Pelicans minus six last night. Um, I'm just, I, I don't fear this Hornets team at all. Cool. You went into San Antonio, caught a young team lacking, uh, and beat up on them. And, you know, but you just saw early on the Spurs defense was not good at all. The Hornets got into a rhythm, and you know, this game of basketball is all about rhythm. Once you get into that rhythm, shots that are normally hard, don't become as hard. The easier ones just feel free and, and you're not thinking. And, um, you know, the Spurs allowed the Hornets to get in that flow and rhythm early on. And they just rode that the whole game. Um, so I don't I don't come away from that game saying, oh, shit, Hornets are for real. Um, and the, do they deserve props? Yes. Right. Like it's it's hard to win in the NBA, um, especially on the road. And they did that despite all the dysfunction that's going on. But it doesn't change. I, I don't now think this Hornets team is really, really good or even, you know, above average. Meanwhile, Pelicans team, you guys know, very high on them coming in. Um, and they just absolutely took care of business in, in Brooklyn. Um, and I think you you just go to the tail end of last year. They were a re- really good team. Like they beat the Clippers in a yes, no Kawhi, but PG was back. They beat a, a good, well-coached Clippers team in L.A. to make the play in go and really compete with the Phoenix Suns, who are obviously a really good team. Um, and then they add an all-star who was already within the system. Like, it's not just like you have to integrate him. You kind of, you know what he brings. He was with the team all last year. You can't help but get really good. And, like, at this point, like, you got to consider him up there. You you just have to. So I, I'm going to ride this one. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see a blowout. I still... I want to see the Hornets do it again and again and again before I'm like, all right, this is actually a decent team. I'm not ready to go there. I feel very, very confident with where the Pelicans are. They just have – they have everything. They have depth, energy, young guys, 
stars at the top, a great coaching staff. I, I don't really know, you know, I don't know what else you'd look for in a team. They they have it. They have Zion, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum. Uh, that's better than, you know, most of the league's best three players. Um, and they'll be ready to go early in the season. They know the, these they got off to a bad start last year. They don't want that this year. So I, I like minus six. It implies about a nine-point difference, which is hefty. Um, but I, I want to, I think the perception of the Pelicans, it already came into this year pretty high, right? There were two and a half point dogs in Brooklyn. Like that's the book saying, all right, we believe in this team. But like, I, I could see in two, three weeks, if this keeps up, if they're rated like a, like a Suns team or a Nuggets team, like that level of rating, uh, by books. And so I, I think we got to hit them while the perception is still catching up. Like, I think the books are rating them as a good team. I very well think they could be a very good team. So uh, that, that was my favorite spread. Locked it in last night. Only jumped up a half point. Honestly, like I, I don't mind uh, still hitting six and a half. So, seven is probably where I draw the line, but six I'll take. Six I'll take. Uh, Raptors, Nets, I'm completely staying away from this one. Uh, uh, you know, honestly, didn't watch a ton of the Nets Pelicans. Um, but... This these two teams always just get into grinds. Like I would, I would, if I had to place a bet on this game, it would probably be that this game goes to OT plus eight hundred or whatever it is. Like I think the Nets probably grind this one out, right? Like you, you just are off a not a blowout, but like the Pelicans were, the Pelicans beat their cheeks up a little bit. Like even if that final score wasn't anything crazy, Pelicans thoroughly dominated them. Um, I don't think you're going to get as bad of a game from Kyrie Irving, but Nick Nurse is a great coach. Um, and he's always going to find ways to try and disrupt rhythm of, of the best players and, and make other guys beat them. Um, and I think KD and Kyrie will still get theirs in their own way. But like, you know, that's an impressive win for the Raptors at home against a good, good, well-coached Cavs team with, you know, a, a big three um, grinded that one out. I think this game is just so back and forth. Like, it's going to be tight throughout the whole game. This is a pure game. Like, this is gambling, 101, right? You're betting a team, and, and you're just hoping they make the plays down the stretch. And I know, you know, all of this is gambling. But we try to we try to find spots that there's a little bit of holes in. And I think this is a game that is absolutely 50-50, toss-up on the spread. And um, I'd lean Brooklyn, but definitely not not hard enough to play it. All right, let's keep it moving. We got the Celtics going into Miami, a rematch of last year's Eastern Conference Finals. Um, and the opening night couldn't have, couldn't have went different for, for both these teams. Miami comes in, lays a clunker against the Zach Levine and Lonzo Les Bulls. Celtics open up against a revamped Sixers team and take care of business despite Ime Odoka being gone, despite Robert Williams being gone. Um and I honestly think this line is perfect. I, I, when I, again, I make my lines the night before, pull up the sports book, see where the biggest differences are. I had this one at two and a half. I think if you played this game on a neutral court, I would have the Celtics as five and a half points better. And I think, I think that might seem like a, a lot to some, um, but I, I do think the Celtics team is significantly better, even without Robert Williams. This Miami team, I know they grinded out of one seed last year, but I'm I'm just not a big Miami Heat guy. I'm just I'm not. I know they have a great culture. I know they play hard. I know they're all have under ten percent body fat or whatever. But like Celtics seems just better. Celtics seems just better. Now again, 
this is a good recipe for the Heat to come in and play more focused and get a better performance, right? You get, I'm not going to say embarrassed, but you lose opening night at home to a team you should beat. You got to come out and, and be better the next game. And I think they will be. So uh, to me, this is another game that it's going to go down to the wire. I, I think this is a very, very tight game. Five minutes left. Who makes the bigger play? Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Who who makes the bigger plays? Um, so for that, I'm gonna. Uh, I mean, not just for that. I have the same exact line, but I'm I'm gonna hold off. I know this is a game that some people are gonna want to have a bet on. Honestly, if I had to play, I'll take the points with the Heat at home off a loss. Uh, but again, I think this. I think this line is is absolutely spot on. I'm staying away. Uh, next game: Pistons and Knicks. Um, I'm not playing this game on the spread. I'm not. I think uh, Pistons, I feel like we have a decent idea of who they are. Like, hey, this team was not good last year, but they showed some signs, add some vets. They're going to be better. Um, but the, it, I'm staying away for the Knicks because you add Jalen Brunson in. You have someone like RJ Barrett who could take a leap. You have plenty of guys, Grimes, uh, quickly, Obi, who can take jumps. Um, and you have a decent enough head coach in Tom Thibodeau, especially in the regular season. Um, I kind of want to see how this group gels um, before really putting money on them. I didn't watch a ton of the Grizzlies next game, but I mean, it, it just shows right. Never out of the fight looked ugly early on in Memphis. They come back, ultimately goes to OT. They lose an OT, but right there, that's an impressive opening night performance, especially given that they were down early, right? Like it wasn't just grind back and forth back. Like I think it was 20 at a, at a certain point and the next comeback grind that one out. You feel good leaving there despite the loss. You you do. Um, that being said, uh, do I feel comfortable with them covering seven? Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't. So, you know, this spread is a, a complete stay away just because we are still figuring out the new look Knicks and how they are. With that being said, I do have a prop. I'm firing it up. I grabbed Jalen Brunson over five and a half assists last night at minus 130. Um, you guys know. I generally won't play anything. Minus 130 is as far as I'll go at a certain point. You know, it's like if I lose this, I'm basically losing one and a half bets. Uh, you know, it's just I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Um, but 130 was, I think, I, I think this bet should definitely hit. Um, he had 17 potential assists. Um, and yes, you know, it went into overtime. Yes, it was a high scoring game. But at five and a half, right, you need six assists. There's a lot of room for error there. And I don't really understand why it's so low. Yes, Julius has the ball a lot. Yes, RJ has the ball a lot. I think maybe it's because his assist was never, like, that high in Dallas. But he's playing next to Luka Doncic, right? Like, it's it's different. Like, he, he clearly has a, a different role here. So, for me... I even laddered it. I, I put a little bit of money on over six and a half assists, over seven and a half assists, over eight and a half assists, over nine and a half assists. Some ridiculous odds. Uh, it's clear he's going to have a role as a creator on this team. So not really sure why it is where it is. I know the Pistons play a little bit more slow pace, but at home in front of the MSG Garden, uh, I think he's primed for seven to eight assists minimum. Um, and so at, at five and a half, this was a smash for me, juice and all feel really really good and it's actually at this point it's moved to six and a half um minus like 110 i think in, in most spots um but that's why you go on twitter bro that's why i'm on twitter at hoops drive as soon as i play something i'm tweeting it out um and at this point I, six and a half 
the value's kind of gone. Uh, to be fair, I'd have it at six and a half juiced up. It's six with six and a half with normal juice. Um, but I don't think it's enough edge to play at this point, this early on. Right? It feels like if you're playing six and a half, it's it's a force. But again, all the more reason on Twitter, Hoops Drive, I got you. Magic and Hawks staying away. Um, Hawks took care of business in Houston, I believe, early on. Um, it, it actually, might, no, I, I think it was at home, but, um, it's hard for me to really draw conclusions from that game because I, I, I do expect the Rockets to be a little bit better this year. Um, and so, yeah, they didn't blow the Rockets out, but I, I think the Rockets are actually a competent team this year. They have a lot of talent. Um, and, and year two, year three is where you really start to see the difference in the coaching. Um, when you have that group with the same coach and the young talent and you're all taking steps and you have the same coaching staff and everything's consistent. Right. Um, and I think the magic are kind of in, in similar, a similar situation, um, to, to the Rockets where they have a good coach, they have the young talent, but the magic are down a a lot of guys. I would lean magic here. I would, I, I think. This is a team that is is well coached, young talent. They're gonna continue to grind, but the Hawks are clearly better. Um, and the Hawks in the past have been a juggernaut at home. Like they've been a team I've targeted even with eight, eight, nine, ten point spreads, uh, because they have a tendency to just find a groove and then cook from there at home. Crowd gets crazy in Atlanta. So uh, for me, I'm staying off. I would lean or Orlando though. It seems like a lot, um, but I think I think it could go either way. And again. I have a decent enough read on the Magic, but I, I with the Hawks, you're you're adding Dejounte into the fray. You lose Gallo, Bogey's still not there. Uh, you lose Herder, right? So there's still you don't you know you don't know. That, and Dejounte and Trey have looked really good together in the preseason game one. Um, like things are going well, but I, I want to make sure. I, I want to make sure. Um, and this Magic team is not a rollover team to to me. So uh, that's where I'm at. Next game. Grizzlies and the Rockets seven point favorites for the Grizzlies at home or on the road. Uh, I definitely lean the Rockets here. Now, I, again, I didn't watch much of that Atlanta Grizzlies game, but to me, you're saying they're 10 points better. I don't know, man. Okay. I'm seeing six and a half. Now it just jumped back down. I refreshed it, jumped back down to six and a half. Yeah, I, I, I lean, I lean uh, Rockets here. I do. Um, again, you saw it. The Grizzlies were up huge on the Knicks at home. One, you're on the road now. Two, they let them right back in. I think this Rocket, this Rockets team isn't bad. This this Rockets team isn't bad. They're at home. You're getting a fairly. No- if the, if this game stays remotely close, the Rockets are going to cover it. I, and I think you see it. I think it's a game where the Grizzlies are in, quote, control and winning most of this game. But the Rockets are going to go on their runs here and there. And so for me, six and a half seems – it seems a little a little high. I think I think you make like a seven-ish, six and a – I'd probably put it on a neutral court, six and a half, seven. If you're being safe, seven. And even if it's seven, then it's four. So I'm actually looking at the Rockets. I am. I think they make some sense today. Um, and this is a good Grizzlies team. They're they're going to be good. Um, they're going to, despite the Jaron injury, they're going to be up there. But this just feels a tad short. And I don't think I quite realized it last night. 
I, I think maybe uh, let's see, what was it at last night? Um, let me pull it up. Let me see how much it's opened. It opened at. Okay, so it opened at five. Seventy-five percent of the bets on the Grizzlies, um, pushing it to seven. I let's see what I made it last night. Yeah, I, I would say the Grizzlies are a, a five-point favorite. I had it at five. It's seven now. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm probably gonna lock the Rockets, and I know that's scary, but like. That's too many points. We're just playing numbers here, and, th- and that's too many points. I did lock a, a prop last night, and that's Desmond Bain over two and a half assists. Juiced up. Juiced up at minus 130. Uh, but same idea as Brunson. Like, I, I feel like this is hitting, you know, 70-ish percent of the time, which, okay, if it's hitting at 70-ish percent of the time, we'll, we'll take what it's at. It's now up to three and a half plus 110. Um, I wouldn't hit three and a half, although I, I don't hate that, especially at a plus odds. Um, and it's just, again, Desmond Bain is, I think, growing into a secondary creator role. I think last year it was a ton of jaw and it's still going to be a ton of jaw, but I think Desmond has proven himself, not just as a score, um, not just as a spot up shooter, but worthy and capable of getting some secondary creation duties. Um, again, it wasn't an, in an overtime game, but 15 potential assists for Desmond Bain last game. You need three assists. You need three assists. I know the line's gone, but love it. I'd I'd honestly consider three and a half at plus odds. There's nothing really much else to say. When Jaw Morant doesn't have the ball, it's going to be in Desmond Bain's hands. Um, and for that reason, I like him to get over two and a half assists. To recap, Jalen, Ao, Desmond Bain, all overs on their assist lines. Pels minus the six, and now I just might have to bet the Rockets. <sighs> okay. Last three games. We got the Utah Jazz and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Jazz, eight-point dogs heading into Minnesota. And I like the I like the Jazz here. It's going to just be a lean because I don't know if last game was a flash in the pan. I never, I mean, again, head coach of the Jazz now is a first-time head coach, right? So it's you got to kind of see how things play out to really make an evaluation on him as a coach. But everything's, you know, started well for them. They absolutely rolled a very good Nuggets team. Like, don't get it twisted. That Nuggets team is good. It's not just good. It's very good. Um, so that's an impressive win. I, I I would say eight is too much. I would say eight is too much. But I want to make sure they're for real. And we, again, we can't make rash judge, judgments off one game sample sizes. We just can't do it. We can't do it. If we do that, we're going to get cooked. We're going to get cooked by the books, and it happens time and time again. So I'm going to wait, but if you're braver than me, uh, the Jazz look like a good look today. Again, Timberwolves are better, no doubt. They're more talented. Uh, you know, I have better faith in their coach. They are at home. But you saw it with the Thunder. Up 14 at half. Thunder just chip away, chip away. Um, and then they go on a run. And Ant, I'm not going to say he looked bad because he did fill up the this, this stat sheet in his counting stats. Um but like he didn't look super comfortable and there's still kind of, I feel like a feeling out process to cat at the four. Um, I don't know. I, I think this jazz jazz team is going to be solid, right? Like they still have Conley. They still have Clarkson. And while they didn't get any stars for Rudy Bojan or Donovan, they got a bunch of capable role players. Like everyone came in and played their role. Malik Beasley played his role. 
Kelly Olynyk played his role. Uh, Vanderbilt played his role. Uh, was already Colin Sexton played his role. Laurie Markkinen played his role. All these guys that they got who don't have you know top end um, talent, not stars, no one with real star potential, all have really solid role player upside. Every single guy that we named. Um, and so I, I think this actually could be a sneak. I'm on there under for wins, but if that's at 30 and a half, you know, I think this could be a sneaky team, especially early on the season before the tanking really comes on that, that can really put together some half decent performances. I think this is a game. They maybe lose by six. I, I would probably have this at seven, um, seven and a half, you know, giving them, you know, four, four and a half points, but I'm going to stay away because I want to make sure they're legit. Uh, Nuggets and Warriors. Nuggets coming in as four and a half point dogs. Staying staying away from this. Uh, Nuggets tend to play as well. I can I can remember a lot of times with far far less talented Nugget teams where they came in played us really really tough and either won or barely lost. This is a team that's going to be absolutely fired up. Laid a dud on opening night. I know it was on the road, but just was not a good performance against that very same Utah team that we were talking about. Again, play us well off of a loss, already a really good team, right? Like this is what I mean by not overreacting one game sample sizes. Do we now think that the Nuggets suck because they got blown out to the Jazz? No, we don't. In fact, it's the, not the opposite, but because of that, I expect a really good performance today. This is going to be a close game. Warriors are going to really have to grind it out uh, if they want to win this game. I would lean Nuggets, honestly, here. I was excited because I thought I saw six and a half last night, but it it wasn't like out out on my book. It at least opened at five and a half. Yeah, um, not touching it, not touching it. Would lean Nuggets to be honest. <sighs> okay, last game of the day: Phoenix Suns and the Portland Trailblazers. Blazers grabbing five at home implies about an eight seven and a half point difference. I'm leaning Blazers here. I am. Um, and it's not so much because I like this Blazers team. I, again, I'm not buying just because they won. It was a good, impressive win. Don't get me wrong in Sacramento. But I'm not ready to say, all right, all the concerns I have about them are gone. I'm still concerned about the defense. This is more so because I'm not sold on the Suns right now. Are the Suns still an above average team? For sure. For sure. Still an above average team. But the depth is lacking. I mean, you see, let's let's pull it up. Damian Lee, who could barely get minutes for us and is a smart enough player, but just skills-wise lacks a little bit, was their best player off the bench. Yeah, let's go look. Damian Lee, Cameron, Cameron Payne's not bad. Jock Londa, right? Like, these guys off the bench, Damian Lee, not in a rotation last year. Jock Londo, not in a rotation last year. Torrey Craig, kind of in a rotation last year. Not really there. Josh Okogie. Not in a rotation last year. Darius Arch, not in a rotation last year. Bismack, kind of in a rotation last year. You know, it's just you're going to have to rely on heavy, heavy minutes for D-Book, Aiton, Cam, McCall, CP. Like, it's just they ended up coming back and beating the Mavs at home, which honestly props for that. But this line at five against a pretty decent Blazers team implies that this Suns team is elite, essentially. Right, this is a at five that you have to handily beat a good, good enough team on the road. I'm not ready to say that yet. So it's a heavy lean, honestly, on the Blazers. If this can get to five and a half, maybe six, I'm gonna consider it. 
Um, for now, at this point in time, I'm laying off, but uh, heavy, heavy lean on the Blazers. Um, I think they're a capable team that, that can hang in there and keep this close enough, especially when the bench comes in for the Suns. And I don't know that playing Devin Booker 40 minutes a night is something Monty Williams is going to be comfortable with the rest of the year. It happened night one. I don't think I don't think that's something that's just going to continue. Anyways, to recap, guys, we have Ayo Desumu over four and a half assists locked in at plus 110. We have Desmond Bain over two and a half assists at minus 130. Jalen Brunson over five and a half assists at minus 130. The Pels at minus six. And I am going to, after we get off this pod, take a really good hard look at the Rockets plus seven. Um, that, I believe, is too much. But obviously, we will see. Thank you for tuning in, guys. I hope this helped in your betting process. Um, again, any questions, hit me up in the DMs on Twitter. I generally respond pretty quick. And no question, there's there's no such thing as too many questions, man. Like, I, I love answering them. I love genuinely talking basketball. So I am always here. We'll be back tomorrow with the Saturday slate, another beautiful slate of games. Enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. And we'll talk soon. Peace.